swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Tranmere level against all the odds! Thomas fighting Morrison. Runners made a run ahead of him. Dick Ryan is onside. Great chance here for Dick Runners. Straight by Belgate. What an opportunity for Malkin! He's done it! Hello and welcome back once again to This is Tramia, episode 3. This is the official Tramia Rovers podcast. I'm Matt Hibbert, I'm a Tramia fan, I'm the DJ over at Medication and Barber over in Liverpool. And I've been suffering through what this club has put me through for the last 32 years. Please do follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Get us on there, at Tramia Rovers. And we are at TRFC Snaps on Snapchat. And please do go and like our official page on Facebook, Tramia Rovers Football Club. While you're doing uh, the Twitter and Instagram, at Tramia Rovers, why not follow me as well, at Matt Hibbert, M-A-T-T-H-I-B-B-E-R-T. And we are here. This is episode three of the official Tramia Rovers podcast. This is Tramia. It's every single month, although we are slightly late on this month, but we'll get to that in a little bit. There's going to be interviews with the players, like heart, a little bit of fun. Any ideas you do have, please do tweet us at Tramia Rovers, at Matt Hibbert, and use the hashtag ThisIsTramia. Any comments are always taken on board. Any ideas you have for future episodes. We've got no player interview or, or teammates or 1 to 11 this month. Been a bit busy at the club, as you can imagine, the last month or so. But instead, we have got myself, Paul, and Jake just having a little look back talking, had a little chat about all the managers we have had at our wonderful club since the great man John King left back in 1995-96. It is a bit lengthy, we we spoke for about an hour, it's one then whenever we get together, me, Paul, Jay, to do the podcast, things just like, we got, we start talking, and like most Trammy fans, you'll be the same, we've all got the same memories, we all remember the same things, so when we get together, it's great just to talk about Trammy and just stupid things we remember silly things and it was always we always remember the same things especially with jake being a little bit younger so he brings you know a certain different aspect to the chat so we'll get to that in a little bit but we will have plenty more teammates player interviews coming up we've got a very special one the next episode because as we touch on a certain player who didn't like the fact that he was picked on slightly in the first two episodes by Lee Vaughan and Steve McNulty. So he has requested time. He's basically booked a 10-minute slot on the next podcast to give his side of the story. It's going to be his revenge on Vaughan and McNulty as he feels that he was um, singled out unfairly for criticism for his behaviour in the training ground and in the changing room. So that is coming up on the next episode. We will get that to you in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, it's been a busy time down at the club the last few months. Mickey Mellon's in charge. Brabham is gone. Gary Brabham, thank you for everything you did for the club. Let's not get into anything particular, but Mickey Mellon is in charge. And we have gone four games unbeaten, not just four games unbeaten in the league. Since Mickey's been in charge, we've won all four games. We've scored 10, conceded one goal. 2-0 v Wrexham, 3-0 v Solihull Moors, 1-0 v North Ferriby, and then 4-1 away at Dover on Saturday. Have... 
have we finally turned the corner? I'm crossing my fingers, literally crossing my fingers right now, even though you can't see it because it's a podcast, but we should all cross our fingers and hope we have turned the corner. And maybe, just maybe, the Tramia train's been turned around and we are on the right track again with Mickey at the helm. Let's get to the chat then. It's me, Paul and Jake just chatting for nearly an hour, or maybe even over an hour in fact, about... Every single manager we've had at our great club since the legend himself, Johnny King, left back in 95, 96. There's quite a few, and we discussed each and every single one. And along the way, all the silly, stupid incidents that happened whilst all these managers were in charge. I will see you in about 1 hour, 12 minutes, 32 seconds. To wrap this snagging up, it's the official Trammy Rovers podcast. This is Trammy, episode 3. And this is me, Paul and Jake, talking about all the managers from the last 20 years. Enjoy it. I'll be back to wrap this snagging up in a little bit. Let's get to it. Righty, oh, we are back once again here with This Is Trammy, the official Trammy podcast. I've got Jake here, hello. Hello. And Paul, of course, hello. Hello. And not much has really happened, has it, since the last, no, it's been quite quiet. last podcast go out? So this should be, yeah, we should wrap this up pretty quickly with um, not much going on. Oh, wait, there, something did happen. Something has happened, hasn't it? A, a few things have happened. A few things have happened since the last show went out in September. Yeah, we, we, uh, we put a show out in... The middle of September after yeah. the York City game, was it? Uh, it was just literally, it was the day after, wasn't it? Two days after York. Yeah, and then um, then we got beat on TV, didn't we? So Oh, the Sutton oh, game. Sutton. Which, oh. we, I mean, we spoke about TV games, didn't we, on that podcast? That is now the new worst game ever. The new Oldham. That's took over. It's now no longer. <laughs> it's not an Oldham, it's a Sutton away when people talk about what was what has just happened. Yeah. I can't... I, don't think I'll ever get over something away. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was something, wasn't it? Well, it was it. For the well, rep- we were there and it was cold oh. and it was miserable and the pitch was terrible and we got like three injuries in the first twenty minutes or something. Oh, that was classic. Kirby's one was the best. Where he just falls over the gra- the artificial grass. Why, why? It's artificial grass. Why is there a bump in it? What was that? I don't think the the lines. Is a separate piece of grass, do you call it? The lines is a separate piece of grass, so I think there's a, a slight like. There was like a little gap, wasn't there? Yeah, there's like, there's like the, an indent in between the lines and the, the pitch. You know, the, the, the like lines a It was weird because like, I play on 3G and 4G and I've never seen anything. You know, even the oval hasn't got. Watch, watch, watch your foot in there. There's a, I like it. <laughs> Please mind the step. Yeah, yeah mind out. There's a big bit of a manhole in the six yard box. Watch out for that. <laughs> it's like, it's 3G supposed to be, this is a perfect pitch. You cannot get hurt on it. You get like a, do a burn on your leg from doing a slide tackle, but not dislocate your ankle. It was you, just. <laughs> you ask Jake Kirby if you can get hurt on it. And Adam <laughs> Mackey and Jay Harris. <laughs> it was a, it was like that game started well. And then after 39 seconds, it went downhill, didn't it? After we hit the ball. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, forgot, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I missed that. I, I, I missed the first minute, so I missed the best part. Like. I wish I missed the next 89 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you went to that. You were there. For the record, I didn't get, due to other work commitments, oh my God. I didn't get a, a wink sleep between Friday morning and the kick-off of the Sutton game. Saturday dinner time. That's some dedication, isn't it, to Rovers? I'm pretty sure you slept on the bus. 
I'm pretty sure I slept okay, in the well, second I, I half. Had, I had an hour bus nap, if that counts. I don't think that counts as sleep. In between it? getting on the bus and Friday morning, there was no sleep. Oh. Part of me thought, watching that sort of game, part of me thought, is this real life? Are Tramia Rovers 1-0 that and much the worst team playing against Sutton United? Is this really it, happening? It was, or am I asleep? It, yeah, it was... It was like we were getting pranked by like Rio Ferdinand on like his work of lineups. It was, it wasn't a Tramia performance. Well, yeah. Now I looked up and seen David James and thought, no, yeah, this definitely isn't happening. Why is David James here? Yeah, like, this is all. Part He's probably of thinking that himself. <laughs> it, so that that in that was the final straw, wasn't it? And it led to yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, Gary a, Brabin. a moment silence for Gary Brabin. I, do, yeah. I personally, as a person, did like Gary Brabham. He was well liked within the club, wasn't he? Everyone Brabham said he was, was good. He was uh, a nice fella. Great man. I don't think we're going to say a bad word about him because he was very good to deal with from my side of things. But obviously, it's a results business, and yeah, and there was that. It was that result was was pretty bad. So. Yeah, and it was it was one of them, wasn't it? Where and as we've seen since, well, even you know, Paul Carden, gotta say, well done. I mean, he's literally left yesterday. He went, didn't he? Either a good job of steadying the ship, didn't he? Definitely. Yeah, no, Cars is another good man as well. Yeah. But, but, let's hold that thought. Okay. Because on the topic of managers, I think, I think we've got something going here. I think let's rewind. Okay. And talk about managers past and present. We'll work our way up to the Gary Brabans and the Paul Gardens, all the way back from, say, John King. So pretty much the idea that I said a few weeks ago, and that Paul was prepared for, is that a segue? You just that is a segue. <laughs> well, I was, the, great I was segue. the designated segue maker. I know, but we were we were no one steals. No we one. were starting at the front. <laughs> <laughs> we were starting at the front and working our way back, whereas we could start at the back and work our way to the front. And for the record, this manager thing, the reason we're doing this now, we had a few lined up. We had. FA Cup weekend special Yeah, FA Cup weekend was going to get done. That didn't happen because we got put off the FA Cup. Didn't want to be in the FA Cup. Didn't want to be in it. Distracting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not interested in it. Squad's too thin for the FA Cup. Yeah. I mean, then we said maybe we could do a League Cup one. We're not in that either because right. we're not in the league anymore. Didn't want to be in that rubbish. Yeah. Don't want to be in the League Cup, the EFL Cup. Get a sponsor and we'll get, by the, get a sponsor and we'll come back in the league. <laughs> That's what we said. Those, those yeah. That's the, that's the requirements, isn't it? Yeah. If you've got a sponsor, then if why it, should we say If it's Coca-Cola Cup, yes, please, we'll yeah, come back. We'll, we'll get we'll promoted be, then. Yeah. That's why we, that's why we didn't get promoted last year. Because yeah. we, we don't want to be in the League Cup without a sponsor. And we genuinely don't want to be in the Football League Trophy playing... Check a trade. Oh, my God. Check a trade. <laughs> Sorry, yep. You want to get their money. They've paid that for that sponsorship. You want to be playing Blackburn under-23s on a Tuesday night. That's a joke, isn't it, that trophy? Yeah. And I'm, this, a, this is this is a rant for another programme yeah it is like, sure. yeah we'll save that for because for next month the, the segue was managers and we've kind of gone off segue from already. that into tournament, cha- tournaments we're not in <laughs> we've lost <laughs> we've lost control of the segue right. fell off and now it's spiralled off somewhere down the road all right. the way down for a road <laughs> let's managers we, we said we'd go with managers since old so we go since Kingy yeah because I think you and me Oh, of yeah. age yeah. yeah we well John King like, 
I came in sort of midway through the John King era. Yeah, my first ever game was Wembley 1990, Bristol Rovers. Right, well, so I'll see you in ten minutes. And <laughs> it's a bit before my time. You'll have memories of, of watching it back, though, like you know, of us talking about things. Yeah, you hear, obviously, now rewind Wednesdays. What oh, rewind Wednesdays? Available on YouTube. YouTube. Yes, yeah, great footage. But yeah, I obviously during our downfall, which I have been around for. You started it. <laughs> my birth started. But yeah, um, during the downfall, you you obviously hear a lot about. The good old days, oh. <laughs> which unfortunately for me, on a thing. <laughs> my the good, the good my old good, days for you are like the original Ronnie era, aren't they? Like oh six, oh eight. Yeah, the good old days of when we we were top in December. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just talking nearly about, made the playoffs. Yeah, we talking. About, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. So, so we start off. That's Aldo. He yeah. was ninety six. Was it 96? 96, yeah. Ni- end, like April 96, 96 through till, was it April 2001? Yeah, the Norwich, was it the Norwich game his last ever? No. It was the Barnsley? Barnsley, 3-2. Yeah, 3-2. Oh. Yeah. We were 2-0 up there. 2-0 up. And uh, <laughs> they think something's never changed. <laughs> they don't. 2-0 they, up. Uh, yeah, we lost 3-2. Oh, and it was the last minute, <laughs> late goal, wasn't it, as yeah. well? And the Norwich game a few weeks before that was a late goal as well. Was yeah. that? I think the demise started earlier that season when we got beat, we got tonked four 0 at home by Wimbledon. Oh, Christmas! Christmas just before Christmas. Just ten man Wimbledon as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it was just awful, and it was like freezing cold, and you could just see that it was going to be one of them years. I I did that thing in that game where a goal goes in. And a reflex reaction is you get up and leave. The when the fourth went in, it was some good. He scored some good goals. I think Marcus Gale and Carl Court might have been playing for them. And oh, they had a good team. Yeah, they, they had a Premier League team still, didn't they? At that point, and I just, it was one of them. I was like, I think I'd did I have. I think I had a Dreamcast as well. I got an I got an early Christmas present of my Dreamcast because it was a combined Christmas and birthday, and I was like, "Do you want to explain to Jake what a Dreamcast oh, is?" God, explain to everyone who didn't <laughs> buy one. Just uh, the last console Sega ever made. I feel it was the f- like it, it was the first console that you could go on the internet. But when did it come out? I feel like I've December two thousand. No, yeah, I, I've se- I've seen a Dreamcast. Was it white? Yeah, I've seen a Dreamcast. It's Arsenal was sponsored by him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen a dream. Yeah, I mean, great days. I didn't I have one. One of my not many people did. Friends yeah, the PS2 came out, and everyone bought one of them, including myself. Uh, that was my first, like. Yeah, so it, it became. I was like, I'm not watching us get beat by Wimbledon. I'll go and beat Wimbledon on UEFA Striker or Sega Worldwide Soccer, whatever terrible <laughs> game I had for the Dreamcast. <coughs> so I mean, although lest we forget. Took us to Wembley. Oh my god. Major Cup final. Gave us, I mean, Everton away, Southampton at home, Middlesbrough at home, the Bolton semis, yeah, the final leads, of course. But I mean, just. You could, some people still have this weird problem with Aldridge. And I, I can't. It, I, because he is openly so Liverpool, pro Liverpool now, but he was a Liverpool fan. He is a scouser. He played for them. You can't knock someone. Well, he still has a lot of time for, for Chelsea. Oh, yeah, he does. But he works for Radio City to report on Liverpool. Yeah, his job is, and he, you know, he works for Liverpool as well as like here an yeah, ambassador he's like for the an club. So, 
you know, he came back here, didn't he, last year to do it. Oh, that looks amazing that evening with John Aldridge. And he was great, and he's, he speaks incredibly fondly, as most former players imagine. Yeah, but in his autobiography, he very, again, very, both of them, he's done two autobiographies, hasn't he? He did an yeah. updated one. And I, I, it was out of his hands. I think we would I think his problem was that he was, he was openly sort of shouting, ranting and raving. Yeah, Maybe he, not the kind of tactical manager like, I know we'll come to like Brian Little and people yeah. like a bit more studious whereas he was like throwing teacups at the players I think he half time by his own admission it was affecting his health by the end wasn't it and that he's not managed since yeah. yeah sometimes it, worked, it did work didn't it for I'd love to have been in the dressing room at half time against Southampton and what he did or said a lot of teacups must have gone oh through at half time a kettle got through <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it worked and you could only do that so many times yeah it? before the impact is gone I mean I would love to have been in our dressing room at half time and I'd love to have been in the Southampton dressing room at full time because oh. he, he locked Hoddle locked them in there I'd right quite now. like to have been in there at half time I reckon they were all oh. feet up oh yeah cigars out happy days they will have been they? they will have been yeah, I think well, I, I think we all thought that didn't we and then I, it's still the greatest comeback of all time. Let us know if you left at half time in that game. Oh. We'd love to actually speak to you and, and like talk through the second half as it happened. Because, oh my God, those days will return. I truly believe we'll have some good. Oh my God, I'm speechless just thinking about it. It's just the, I I posted that video on my Facebook years ago, about six seven years ago, and the other day it just started getting shared again by people. It got shared about 200 times in a day, and it was just, I, I was like, I need to watch it back. And it's grainy footage, but like, it, watching that when Barlow scores, that piece of commentary is just. It's iconic, isn't it? It's, it's become the, hasn't it, the iconic piece of tramway commentary. With, I'm pretty sure you hear it at the start of this podcast. And That's now, how iconic it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also now at the start of tramway, it started the Wrexham game as well, it was played, wasn't it? Yeah. Which is a thing we're going to do a little bit more of. I think it should. It really helps. Build a bit of atmosphere. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? So in, in summary of Aldridge, I won't have a bad word said about John Aldridge, in, both as a player, manager, and just a servant of the club. No, yeah, me too. Oh, he didn't ten, do anything. Ten years, was it? Ten, ten years. years. Ten years. Like, of course, he had his um, testimonial when Alan Hansen scored that own goal. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> And, and he got shown on match of the day that season oh was it shown on the cup final it was the day before the cup final and he was at Wembley for the cup <laughs> final and they said oh and Gary Lineker's like oh well, I believe you were playing last night and then it cuts to a Alan Hansen scored a beautiful an absolute goal. classic <laughs> it was a, one of the, a classic home goal wasn't it I mean what was he thinking he's just passing the ball back to the goalkeeper basically and it misses the goalkeeper the classic goal. slice wasn't it like went with his left foot and it comes off goes the opposite direction yeah Oh my god, my brother <coughs> ran when he got subbed. He got subbed off, and everyone was like, my, my brother ran. He, we were in the paddock and he'd been in the toilet and he ran down the front just to go like, <laughs> and just shout at him. The only time you'll ever get a chance to go, terrible defending, Alan. Because <laughs> it was terrible defending. Yeah. So after John Aldridge, we, we, Sheedy came in, couldn't keep us up. Yeah. We arrived in League One. Uncharted territory. The fight back starts now, we were told. Dave Watson comes in. And arguably is, for me, the biggest failure not getting us promoted again with that squad that we had. Kumas, Clint Hill, the Chief, Parkinson, Achterberg. You've got to, you've got to get at least in the top six with that squad. 
I know there were some big teams that year. There was Reading, Stokes. Yeah. And we played, we played some great football at times that year. We really I did. We went like, didn't we go two games where we won 5 0 on the bounce? Against, was it Notts County and Wrexham or something? Or Blackpool and Wrexham? It was in September because didn't Bar- Barlow scored a hat trick in one yeah, of them and four in another? Yeah, yeah. And that was in like that was early on, it was September time. Yeah, yeah. And then we beat. Then Wrexham was later on in the season, I think, wasn't it? Was that yeah. a 5 0? But yeah, I remember we, we thumped a load of teams. Oh, but we finished like 12 or something. Yeah. When we played well that season, we destroyed teams. I remember, I think Stoke on Boxing Day home was 2 all. What a game it was. It was yeah. absolutely. The standard of football we were playing when we played was outstanding, but then we were just. The opening day of the season when we got beat by Berry, 2 1. Senny and Dai got sent off. Senny and Dai. <laughs> Senny and Dai, what a lunatic he was. I bunked off college to go and watch us play Radin away. As you do. Yeah, uh, started brilliantly, dominating the game, 10 minutes in, and Dai gets sent off. <laughs> we get beat 4 1. And you just go, uh He was the craziest footballer I've ever seen. He only played for us for. I've seen the Canio. <laughs> <laughs> he was just where what happened to him since the, he like, just disappeared yeah. off the face of the earth if you're listening Sany give us a call yeah <laughs> like we, I'd love to get his teammates from that era <laughs> or better or 1 to 11 Sany and Dye because he was where did we sign him from no idea does anyone was he a footballer <laughs> didn't he make his debut the game that Kevin Sheedy was in caretaker charge the first game so after Waldo got sat, he was signed, and I'm pretty sure he made his debut against West Brom. Well, I remember he scored on TV. He scored the win against Birmingham at home when we were trying to stay up in a one 0 win. Excuse me. Um, but that's and then he scored away at Watford in our last last game of the season when we were already down. But my main memories are of the two sendings off, Berry and Breading away. I'll never forget Breading away. I'll never forgive him. It's terrible. It's just what, what position did he play? Striker. How long did we have him? Less than a year. He came off twice. Yeah, a couple of years. Was he? Yeah. I'm sure he was. I, I'm sure he wasn't there for a full. He joined at the end of Championship, and I don't yeah. think, he, think we got rid of him halfway through the Watson season. Mm-hmm. Like set him out on loan to La Havre or someone weird like that. And he got sent off twice. <laughs> impressed. I don't remember. I remember two goals he scored and two sendings off. So you know, not a bad ratio of. Good stuff to bad stuff, but yeah. but Watson, he got your famous case of maybe right man, wrong time. Yeah, well, not managed since either. Again, I don't think has he. Unless is it, is it Newcastle? Now, isn't he? It's like yeah, a, a more of, see some play people are set out for that more of a coach than a or certainly managing a not the first team. But he was sacked after two heavy pre-season defeats. Was it? Yeah, I brought my then girlfriend to the second of those. <laughs> Because um, they spoke to him since. Their uh, family were big City fans. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think. Was it Birmingham and Man City? Birmingham was the first one. Seven nil. Yeah, Birmingham beat us seven nil, and then I. Why did I? Why did I do this? I mean, I, I said, "Oh yeah, come come down to Brenton and we'll watch the game." Seven one. They were all gloating, so I just sat her off day after. Unbelievable. Quite rightly so. Seven one. It was embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, I can never show my face at your house again. I'm sorry, it's over. <laughs> I mean, the Brummie accent is is bad, isn't it? In that sense, in that it's just 
I've always thought, imagine you went in, you're having like, I don't know, say you were getting a heart transplant done and the surgeon came in and started speaking like that. It was like if you're on a plane and the pilot started speaking in the, you know, a, a strong brummy brew. You'd, you'd be like, get, I'm sorry, not offended, but I am getting off this plane. <laughs> you do not know what you're doing. Yeah, I don't care. You went to Harvard University. I'm not having it. Anyone who listened to Leave Alone? Oh, get, yeah, the Dudley that, himself. That is a strong brummy accent. <laughs> Imagine getting on a plane and Leave Alone. Ca- your captain, Leave Alone speaking, get off. <laughs> Aboard the plane. And then you've got Norden. The final destination moment oh, starts right there, yeah, doesn't it? And then you've got Norden Nolte doing the um, safety thing. There's one, get the Tramia players to do a plane journey. <laughs> but, um, so he got, he got sacked and Ray Mathias yes. was asked to come in. Yeah. And again, another great Media season. Impact. Oh my god. 4 1 away at Port Vale. First game of the season. Yeah. He, what a day. He had Kumas there for the first month, was he? Then he, he went at the end of. He went to West Brom after that. Yeah, I remember, remember the goal he scored home to Colchester. He was got two against Port Vale that first game as oh well. Oh my god. And what just. What a player, by a, the way. Imagine having a player like that now in League One. It was just. He was a Premier League player playing in League One. And not like a striker, a centre mid who was. I'm trying to think of an equivalent today of someone of his level playing a uh, Joe Allen. He was better than Joe Allen. I'm just yeah. picking him out because he's well. <laughs> I'd say that genuinely he was a Deli Alley. If Deli Alley, as good as he is now, was still playing for Milton Keenstones, he should have probably gone. He should never. Have, he played a full season in League One for us under Watson. Yeah, incredible to think. What a guy. Oh my god, what a player! Just, I'd love to get Jason, and I'd just like. You know, I'd do his washing for him. <laughs> Any shoes he needs buffing, I'd do it. It's just a fantastic one. Maybe my favourite ever. The most talented player I've ever seen play. I, I think. Can contribute to his second spell here. Oh. And he, even then, though, well, he the didn't get a lot of games. Best player on the pitch when His he was. legs weren't there, but you could see, I always said, you could see his range oh, of passing compared to anyone else in that league was unbelievable um, incredible and Atkinson at home like he didn't even have to look and he'd just ping ball from corner to corner without any effort just a fun- and is that was a, how, how long had he had out the game when he came back to us like two or three years, two years he yeah. hadn't kicked the ball for two years come back and started spraying you don't like lose when you've got that talent you don't lose it do you it's, he'll, he probably could still do it now and in ten years he'd still be you know, Probably doing it down in Birkenhead Park somewhere. As he we probably speak. is. Like, you can, oh, what a man! What a player! But Matthias, we went on that mental unbeaten run. Finished on eighty points. Come back from two 0 down away at Stockport on the last day. One three two. Finished on eighty points and finished seventh. Yeah, one place outside the playoffs. Eighty points, and then I'm pretty sure the following season, eighty points got a team promoted in second place. Yeah, automatic. 80 points and you don't make the playoffs. It's net, it's the high, it's, it, it is the highest ever points total. 46 game points total in any, in any of the, um, Championship League 1, League 2 that has never made the playoffs. It's another, you know, Tram, only Tramia could hold that record, could they? Yeah. Incredible. And then. We went about 15 games and beat them at the end of that season. Yeah, and we carried, we Cardiff game at the end. Oh, 3 all. On Red Nose Day it was. 
on Red Nose Day. Gary Jones scored, and then Earnshaw, and if, of course that because they finished on eighty-one points, didn't they? Yeah. Them and QPR, so and they got promoted. Oh, and look at them now. I was just about to say that. Look at the the gap. Oh God, that one-point gap's grown a bit, hasn't it? <laughs> just like we'll get to it. It's just like Bournemouth. That season, oh. when we were top and they were like 12th at the end of January. And we'll talk about that when we get to London. Yeah, that's when you can start coming in. <laughs> so, we started the next season poorly. We lost to Rex and the home. Yeah. Matthias goes. And then... Um, the thinking man comes in. Yeah, the brain. The brain. As we like to call him. Yeah. Brian Little came in. Well, nice man. Again. And... It, he came in that year, steadied the ship tremendously well, and took us on our last great cup run. Yeah. Millwall. Talking of FA Cup that we no longer want to be in. Don't want to be in it. Yeah, he took us to the quarterfinals and some great games as well in that year. Oh, I mean, Sw- Swansea. Yeah, was When they game. were League Two, the return yeah. of Andy Robinson. Ian he Hughes. He scored a brilliant goal. What a goal. Eugene Daddy as well, I think. Who did we beat on that cup run? Because we had to... Did we Hornchurch in the early one? Yeah. Uh, we beat Luton, didn't we, in round four? Oh, Mickey like, Mellon, too. Mickey Mellon. Yes. Who's, who's oh, the manager. Ah, yes. yeah. The gaffer scored a brilliant goal against Luton. Uh, he also scored in the first round against Chesterfield. 3-2. Yes. Um, so it was Chesterfield, Hornchurch. And then the, it was the third round. round. Luton was the fourth round. Fifth round was Swansea. Sixth round was Millwall. I'm just to be. Sounds like an easy run. Did we, I'm sure. Did we have a scalp in the third round? Shillingham or someone? I could have swore we did beat her. This is the sound of me googling. Yeah. Tramia FA Cup. Oh, oh three, three oh four. Yeah, that was my. Fi- I remember it because it was my first year in uni. I was in halls. And the Millwall game was a 12 o'clock kickoff, wasn't it, on a, on a Sunday? Yeah, on BBC. Um, I'm pretty sure the coaches left here at half past five in the morning. And we still only got there because oh, it was traffic, of course, there's traffic trouble. And we arrived at about a half an hour before kickoff. It was a long, it was like a six and a half hour trip down. And I'd had a party in my halls the Saturday nights and I just stayed up and went straight. So I had not slept. Not such. And there was a malfunction with the air conditioning unit or like the speaker above my head on the coach. And it just made a really high pitched, low sound the entire journey. Just what you need when you've got, you know, no sleep, a headache and a hangover. Just yeah. like it was really like, like that for seven hours. Uh, it's just like, it was beautiful. Oh my God, it was a so- lovely soothing sound. But of course, after the, we, we had the cup run that year, and then maybe our, well, our most successful season since we got relegated from the championship. The finished third in, the, in League One. Luton and Hull got promoted. As we know, Hull... Oh, go, Sorry. You, you found it. Google. Go on. We've got who... It who, was Bolton. Of course. The Howarth. Oh, yeah. The, Simon Howarth. See, I knew, I knew there was a scalp in there. Yeah. The, drew one all at home and then... Oh my god, another Ian Hume screamer. At the, at the first minute yes. of extra time. 
What on a what an away day that was! That was a great game. A Tuesday night in January, that away at Bolton. That was the uh, the Tuesday after Simon Alf broke his leg. Down at Brentford. Uh, oh. That was horrible. Driving back was there. Oh, he said you could hear it in the ground. Yeah. Oh, what a player he was. Yeah, but then um, Eugene Daddy and Hume had the uh, get all soon. Yeah, his t-shirts. And then Bolton equalised. And, um, and we beat Bolton. It's always good. Oh, the last again, the last great probably scalp we had. Truly great scalp. That was because they were Premier League at the time. We yeah, were League One. True. And then the following year, we finished third. We should have gone up. Luton went up in less than scrupulous circumstances. Mm. And it was close. We had that horrific away game at Hall before the game before Christmas, <laughs> where Theo Whitmore. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah, man, I play in goal. It was just... And that, that was a Jamaican accent, by the way. It was very good. No, it was up there with <laughs> that one from Little Mix's Jamaican accent. <laughs> it, it, it was... I remember being, it was If we'd have won, we'd have gone top at Christmas, wouldn't we? Yeah. It was whoever won went top at Christmas. So they decided to take out both our goalkeepers. The first half was a, a tight game. Was it... Akterberg got... A leg injury. A leg injury. Yeah. With Stuart Elliott, that weird... Yeah. Born again Christian striker he had. He scored yeah. like 25 goals before Christmas and one after. And then was Darrow Facey injured Howarth, Russell Howarth? No, I think it was, it was Elliot again. again. Yeah, kicked him in the head. Yeah, and you could. I've spoken to Ross since this. about it. He remembers nothing about this game. So the goal he conceded, he doesn't remember because he conceded, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. With it, the concussion, they put a bandage around his head, which I think is the uh, oh, modern-day yeah. equivalent of. Yeah, you're alright. He's get fine, yeah. Get the smudge spray. The put a sponge on it. Yeah, Play just, on, he's just, fine. Just, just do a Terry Butcher. Yeah. And so, he went off at half time. As he was walking off, because we were behind the goal, weren't we? Everyone was like, he's not coming back out second half. He's. Yeah. And so it the, took about three players to guide him to the, yeah. to the tunnel. So, everyone, I remember we were all there going, who's. We, the rumour, we were like, there's going to be a player who's going to have to go in goal. And then we like, who? And I remember saying, I, I said Gareth Roberts, for me, for some reason. Or Ryan Taylor struck me as someone who'd go and go, Ryan Taylor. And then, so we're all like, who? Out comes Theo Whitmore. In this... Must have been a triple XL goalie shirt. Yeah. And straight away, you just go, of all the people on the team sheet... He's the last person you would have chosen to go in goal. I'm just wondering how this conversation went at half time. Right, lads, we need someone to go in goal. Any volunteers? Any volunteers? And I'm sure the story is that he volunteered because he said he's played in goal before. No way has he played in goal. No <laughs> chance. Under seven, Sunday league. Under sevens team. He's the only time he's in played in goal will have been on the beach in Antigua with cans of red stripers as the posters, <laughs> and he's on a and he's on a deck chair. With a, you know, a, a, I mean, he did not look. You've seen instances of. I remember Higgins going in goal. Oh, Higgins was a great goalie. Exactly. That, that's what I mean about why you want. Uh, Gareth Roberts, you want that, like, hard nose. Yeah, he was just going to dive. Someone who will put their head in where I wouldn't put my boots. Not your, you know, Jamaican midfield the most playmaker. Most play you've ever seen. Yeah, I don't think he. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he had Gareth Roberts taking his goal kicks for him as well. Yeah. That's never a good sign, is it? When the geek when an outfield player <laughs> forgets how to take a free kick, <laughs> and we, we just we didn't even play that bad. We just and every shot they had was a goal. Yeah, 
Because despite the fact that he had massive goalkeeper gloves on, oh. nobody told him that he could actually use his hands. <laughs> so he just tried to kick everything away. It was it was like when you play five side with your mates and someone gets injured and you go just go and go, yeah. and everyone just goes just put it in the corner. He can't, he can't get it. He can't stop him. And you're like, come on, give us a chance. It, did, the only time I wasn't was, quite like that because I remember most of the goals didn't go in the corner. Maybe he went straight down the middle. Yeah, straight yeah, down the middle. <laughs> It was the only time I can remember us being the recipient of this was I think we played Cambridge at home and they had Lionel Perez and he got sent off early for a handball outside the box and then we won six one against them. Oh, Clint Hill just scored, straight after Clint Hill scored the free kick from that and it, again it just went straight through the keeper and it's, you know what it's horrible you should get given a goal when your keeper gets sent off as well because. Because you're gonna concede at least four. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you're like a, a, a what do you call it, a handicap. Yeah. You Depends if you got a goalie on the bench. Yeah. And a substitute to make. Yeah. In that but case, I agree. Yeah, if you've not got, a, if you stick an outfield player in goal, instantly you get a goal. You get a goal. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure the FA are listening. So. Well, Palios is involved in the FA. Maybe you can push this forward. Well, I'm not too sure about that. After today's decision. But, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. We'll, anyway. Yeah, we'll we'll wrap we wrap the show up with that later. Go out on a high. So Brian Little then playoffs. Oh, what on that? Maybe the last great night at Preton Park. Would you say? Hartlepool. Yeah. It was a great night until he shot, shot missed oh. his penalty. God, and it was one of the saddest nights I've ever. Oh had my god. As a football fan, I went out straight after that night. It was a school disco at the student union. Um, I downed ten bottles of orange reef in an hour. Don't remember the rest. That's that's <laughs> how you drown. That's how you drown your sorrows. <laughs> I had to get the bus back from Liverpool the next morning. I was in my old. It was a schoolies night, so I had my old Woodchurch High school uniform blazer on and tie, and I had like shorts on. That was proper, like you know, old school, like chimney sweep. And I was getting the same time bus back. So as we went along Borough Road, people who were going to school. <laughs> and you could see they were going, you look A, a bit old to be going to school, and why have you got comedy like rolled up black shorts on? And it was like, get me off. And then I remember Kat got on the bus, it was weird. I was just, Joe and he was just like, this has not been a good, <laughs> this has not been a good 24 hours for me. Um, and then the following season, he had the budget slashed and had just a tech, I mean, the, the plus point was the la- last minute winner at Milton Keynes Don <coughs> to stay up. But are we, are we are we gone before then? I think he went that week. I'm pretty sure who was in charge for McAteer, was it? Was it No, I think he John stayed maybe. Then resigned after that. Did he? McAteer was in charge for the last game. For the last game. Me. Which was ah yeah, it was. He was there to stay up against Milton Keynes and we yeah, it was McAteer and someone else for the Doncaster home game, wasn't yeah. it? So for me, Little did what he could. He, when he was backed, he created a team. Maybe a little bit too negative is what some people said. If we'd have gone a little bit more gun ho I think people remember him mostly for playing goody at left back. Mm-hmm. That's always the gripe. Yeah. Isn't it? You talk Brian Little. You talk goody. Why did you play him at left back? Yeah, he's not a left back, is he? I love my life being goody. Yeah, and as we get through this, I'm sure we'll, as we'll find. Well, so Ronnie Moore comes in for his first full stint. Immediately, Goodison is now a centre half, and I think this is what that this era is when the aura of Goody began, wasn't it? Properly, yeah. As yeah. we saw this, you see the main man as the main man. And for th- 
three years, I I think we should have made the playoffs a couple of times in these seasons. Yeah, made a good team. We really did have a good Shooks team. and uh, Greenacre and all these kind of The year we had Shuker and Davis out wide. Oh, Steve Davis, he was a good player. Greenacre up front, with, you had Zola and or Gareth Taylor. Then you had, who was midfield? John Mullin and who was the other midfielder we had? McAteer was the f- in the first season, he was still here. Yeah, there was another, who did we have? There was another centre mid like. Oh, of course we had Ellison. Kev Ellison. The egg. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, how we love him. Oh. Still playing? I'm banging him in for Morecambe and yeah. good luck to him, but good lord. What a comedian on the football pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't remember seeing many good moments in a championship. The Heather at Port Vale. On yeah. Paddy's day. I remember him scoring a one-on-one as well. <laughs> Just more than most of us. Oh, 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 he's not going to... Norwood's revenge. Hello. Norwood's revenge <coughs> is going to be interesting. I, I mean, Moore had three years, wasn't it? 06, 07, 07, 08, 08, 09. Yeah. Gradually getting better. Yeah, he, he built a real solid League One team there. And I think that final year with Anthony Kay in midfield... We had we had a good. I mean, Greenacre didn't play much in that final season, but we had even more. Greenacre, um, Curran, who scored some important goals that season. Who else was the other striker? We had a, we had a really good striker because we had a really good Bas Savage, but in the form of his life. Hold on, just just rewind this a little bit. Yeah, Matt just said we had a really good striker, and then he said the name Bas Savage. Yeah. So that anyone can was. think of who the really good striker he was talking about. <laughs> that, but that was like the best. But Savage was was. He had a really quality. good haircut. Oh yeah, it's a really good celebration. Good celebrations, good moonwalking, great hair. Which no man from moonwalking, studded football. Do you boots. not remember the goal at Walsh all the way? <sighs> he did oh. have ability. Well, you can't say he was a top. <laughs> he wasn't a top striker. He was for three months that season. <laughs> the goal at Huddersfield at home. He scored nine goals. Oh, but all of them were fantastic goals. <laughs> that header, he scored at Walsall away on Easter Saturday, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. It's one of the wildest that. celebrations I've ever been involved in. <laughs> and then he did, he did, like, he did a moonwalk for a full 30 seconds after. In front, and like, Walsall were like, wanting to take the kickoff. <laughs> and he was just there giving it. Moonwalk. Back in football in boots. Yeah, moonwalk to the halfway line. But I mean, that was, we've talked about it on a previous one. That was, I'm a pessimist when it comes to Trammy, I'm quite rightly so. That was, I started to believe after that game. I was like, we could do it. And I was, if we'd have made the playoffs that year, we'd have gone up. We'd have gone up. We, the momentum was with us. And we've spoken about this before, but that Scunthorpe game uh, was just horrendous. Um, because, like you say, the optimism, the the goal just before half time you're hanging on you're hanging on the red card we've only got a minute to hold on and we're in the playoffs free kick goal exactly Cliff the same as what happened slide. Oh. you destroyed our season you destroyed, destroyed this club you destroyed us for the last the last eight years have all been down to you the reason we're in this situation now was because of him yeah it's been that, that moment we were at the top of the roller coaster, and we could have carried on up, but instead 
We've oblivion, quite literally the oblivion <laughs> of the towers. Down we went, and unfortunately, it wasn't the exciting bit where you go down forwards on Rollerfoss and malfunctioned, and we shot down, back down. <laughs> yeah, back <laughs> We're to, now going backwards since. <laughs> we shot down at the same speed as you'd go down if it was, ri- but we're shooting backwards, back to the start, going whoa, <laughs> back to the Belmont Sunday league days. <laughs> and everyone's going, this is not supposed to be happening. How, that, how do we hope this slide? Don't know. It's Alton Towers. Don't know how we hope this slide. So Alton Towers, Mickey Mellon is how we hope that this. So Alton Towers ring up John Barnes and Jason McAteer. Can I just say <laughs> that unfortunately, I think where you said it was getting better and better and better, and if Ronnie Moore has another year, yeah. are we still where we are now? I think not. <sighs> because no, because like, the budget was slashed. But we lost a load of players, didn't we? So yeah. Would he have? Done better than John Barnes, definitely. I think I would have done. I at the time would have been. John Barnes. I at the time would have been twelve, thirteen, about twelve. I think I would have done better than John Barnes. Now, I I have to say this is it's weird to say. I've had a season ticket pretty much every year since about ninety three. I think ninety four, ninety five was when I first got a season. But before that, I used to go all the time. Still. I didn't see us play in person under Barnes. I was wait, I'd worked all summer in Ibiza, so I came home in September, fully aware of the situation. And I said to my mates, "What's it like?" They went because I was going to buy a season ticket. You know, even though I'd missed like five or six games, I was going to get one. And they just went, "You don't want to come?" And I said, "I may, I went stay at home." I I watched. No, we didn't have it. The Stockport game at home, he'd been sacked. I think that was Parry's first game in charge. So I didn't see us play on the Barnes. I bought a half season ticket at Christmas once it became clear that, you know, we were in a relegation fight. Boy, were we in a relegation fight. So, but from what I heard on the Barnes, it was just an absolute shambles. Hmm. How, can I, how can I sum it up without swearing? It was it was abysmal. Was it the way? Was it literally? You, you can take you seen watching your team get beat, but you you want them to see a bit of fight and a bit of grit. And there must have been four or five games under John Barnes where there was absolutely nothing there. Five nil at Millwall. Oh, could just, that could have been twenty yeah, nil. Four one at home against Swindon. There was just nothing there. And he had, he had all these ideas of, oh, we want to play out from the back and we want to play, you know, an exciting, attacking brand of football. But you had people like Ash Taylor, who was like 18 at the time. Yeah, his first team. Him to come straight into the team, play centre-half, which I don't think he'd played until that season. I think he, he come through as a centre-mid, didn't he? Yeah. And a, a striker. well for him, though, to be fair. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you're trying to get him to, to play out from the back. Like, no. Well, as Pep is finding out now, even at Man City. After spending how many millions? Yeah, and like, you, you can't play out the back. And you like, don't have the players. Yeah, as and well as. unless you've got Barcelona and Bayern Munich, or you know, the world's best, it's very difficult to do. And in League One, sometimes you've just got to get rid of it. Just get rid of it. To sum up John Barnes, literally, like this is a genuine fact as well. Go on. You look at John Barnes and think his physio could do a better job. 
and he did. Well, <laughs> his the physio come in. I'd like and to do a better job. Yeah, I'd like to sum up John Barnes in two words: Kits and Bane. Oh, oh Kits and Bane! <laughs> what a guy! Who could not speak a word of English? Could he not? If you go, if you go onto YouTube, anyone listens after this, go on YouTube. The Tramia Rovers Soccer AM Crossbar Challenge. Oh, he, just, he doesn't say anything, he, no? No, they all come over, introduce himself. He comes over and just smiles at the camera and puts two <laughs> thumbs up and runs off. I don't know if that's because he was mute or he just couldn't speak English. But he, uh, rumour had it that he couldn't speak a word of English. Where and was he that from? Soccer AM clip, pr- f- for me, almost proves it. Where was he from? He's from the Caribbean. Don't they speak English there? <laughs> was it Caribbean? Yeah, yeah. He was from. He was an international, wasn't he? Really? Like the Bahamas or someone. Oh, good, something like that. Maybe we'll get Louis, Louis Maynard on it. He's from St Kitts and Nevis. That's the yeah, same neck yeah. of the woods, isn't he? Via Manchester. Have they got a yeah, via Ailes Group? <laughs> so there's another good segue from Jake there. The second one he's done is we segue into the Parry era, yes. which is where I mean, you, this is probably now your full. You are now a fully practicing. Yeah, Tramies, yeah, away going fan. Oh, I love Les Parry. Uh, yeah, so, uh, maybe not the back end of his managerial side, but you had, well, there were some good memories on the Les Parry. Stop Port away. Like it's not, it doesn't compare to your Leyland Daft yeah. memories, but for me, yeah, like the memories I've got of Tramies are some of the best all Les Parry Stop memories. Stop Port away is probably. I know it was st- staying up should never be celebrated really as much as it should. Unless you're, you know, like a really small team in a really big league, but the situation that we were in at times that year, those last two games, the Millwall game at home and Stockport away, probably the best two. Other than that three or four month run when we were top of the league, which we'll get to in a minute, in a few years' time, that last day at Stockport was just from the first minute of the game when did Ex- no Huddersfield scored away at Exeter. So it meant we were out the bottom three. So we pretty much the entire day from the first minute we were safe, and it was just a party, wasn't it? Yeah. What if there's any team to play on that day? Oh it God! Stop because who would have been? We we almost had a bye that day. They were a joke, weren't they? Yeah. But yeah, and before even before that, like the what the two games me and Mitchell Mitchell Duggan always talk about now because that's when he used to come the games with me. Self, we beat Southampton at home two one. Two nil. Two nil. And no, no, not that, not that one. It was oh two one. Ian yeah. Thomas Moore scored oh, the penalty oh, with like we, ten minutes left. Yeah, Mark we, Rooms had scored. We always buzz about that one because Mitchell had a video over on his phone, which we watched for months after. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously there was the Millwall game with oh, that Andy Robinson goal. Oh my god! Oh. What what a goal! What an outrageous goal! come back out to it and it was one of them where as soon as it leaves his foot you're celebrating and it, for me I know it's nothing I like no it is remember Joe Cole's goal to put his 2-0 up against in Sweden. Sweden it's that Joe Cole right goal foot, by a Tramia player oh my take God. it down on the chest it bounces and bing it's in oh my no God. goalkeeper in the world saves it the oh. keeper didn't even he just watched it go over his head just over his head in the top corner just one of the true great goals to ever be scored at Pretton Park. Oh, and just, I mean, that was Parry's high points. He then kept, you know, the following year, 
did, he had a, f- a full season, didn't he? And we finished, I think it's about 14th, 15th, was yeah, it? Yeah, we had a good start to we, that season. We well. never really, um, no, no, that was the year we didn't have a good start. That was when we lost to Oldham. Was it? On the first day, yeah. And we sort of, I don't think we were ever in the bottom three that year, but we sort of, it was the following year when we, we beat, we won 1-0 on the first day, Robbie Weir scored against Chesterfield, that was it. I liked, yeah. oh, I, I remember that, I liked Robbie Weir. Yeah, he was decent. Chesterfield had just come up as well, yeah. so that was a bit of a, yeah. you know, we were always struggling, they were on the crest of a wave, it was a big first game. Yeah, then we went and won the Wait Lake Orient, so we had six points in the first two, Buchanan. Then we drew with Sheffield United at home. And it got to the end of sept- August and September. I think we were sixth. Yeah, yeah. Let's just take a minute, sorry, to talk about, you know, Aaron Cresswell goes, oh, he's got me all to the place, he's Aaron Cresswell. Yeah. Buchanan comes in, his debut against Liverpool in pre-season. And can you remember that pre-season goal, which he absolutely, another one which just gets, you know, un- Buchanan unheard of, no one knows who he is, comes in on his debut against Liverpool and pings one into the top corner for all 25. I don't remember this, I need to find it. Oh, brilliant. God. That was, like I say, pre-season day. Wow, this is good. How did we get him? Who's this fella? <laughs> Who's this fella? How have we signed him? Why is he playing for us? <laughs> oh. So, that this is where Parry's downfall begins. Yeah. It's end of September, comes with sixth, and we're thinking, yeah, we can stay there or thereabouts, maybe... Fast forward to the end of February, and we've won one game in what twenty-one. Yeah, and the football was truly dire as well. We were—it <laughs> was terrible. The Oldham game has happened. The Oldham, game. The Oldham Monday night <laughs> football game has happened. Yeah, I'm falling asleep just thinking of it. <laughs> we lose a Chesterfield away. We have incomes, Ronnie Moore. The Saviour, the Messiah, for the second time, and that like eight week or so run where we couldn't lose, where we just won every game. One of my favourite times, Rochdale away when we won two 0 I love one of my favourite away games. Yeah, we yeah. just we played. That was one of the best performances I've seen from the Champions team away from home. We just dominated the game. We had a really good side there as well. Yeah, Cassidy on loan. Yeah. That was Cassie's first goal. We had John Welsh and Wallace in midfield. Yeah. It's a championship midfield when they're both fit and playing. And that wasn't the back end of that season, was it? It was, yeah. We had yeah Wallace, 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 Wallace came in on loan. loan spell, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the following season, we we, we get that lightning in a bottle team for three well, or four months. Just going back to it, Wallace's loan spell was, for me, a weird one. Because when we signed him in the summer, I thought, yeah, decent... Yeah, it's it's not a bad sign. It's a good sign, and that. And then, wow! Like when you say lightning in a bottle, can I, just before he, can I say before he got injured, James oh Wallace God. for that three or four months was almost like the best. During my time, one of the best players I've seen in a championship. He was the best player since starting that season. Wow! Like going oh. to the game where we beat Yeovil three two, we went two 0 down and home. He scored the header just before half time and got us back in. He almost led that comeback on his own. Like if you if you could watch the full ninety minutes of that game, what a performance from James Wallace! He absolutely, absolutely dragged the show. He dragged the team back into it. Like I still feel bad that he's his career is probably you know never gonna never gonna take never, off. never no. gonna reach that. Hopefully it will. 
take off slightly at some point yeah. but it's never going to reach the heights it could have if He's this a, last three four years hadn't happened to he, him he was a Premier League player he would have been a Premier League I, player I've, I've said like I've got Everton fans as friends and I've said to them now he would have been at least top of the championship yeah he would have been he would have been playing for a top championship team and when he, would he was have been, playing for us he was a championship he, he yeah. was 100% a championship midfielder 100%. playing in a league one uh, he would have been he would have been poached up by someone like a Swansea or he would have been poached by a you know I, he, I think he could have done as well as Cresswell's doing he was that good at centre mid yeah. and it's a shame that, that that you know and we had you know we had Gibson on loan Palmer Liam Palmer did, did well with Wallace Wallace is that Liam Palmer yeah did the dirty work we had Cassidy and Aparapro just causing havoc Robinson on one wing Thompson on McGurk just zoom the other love of your life, Jamal oh. back here. Danny Owens playing out his skin. That eleven, that first eleven was Fonners, yeah. Holmes, Taylor and Goodison, or Taylor you know, or Gibson. Gibbo. One of them three. Zoom, Robinson, Palmer, Wallace, McGurk or, T- or Thompson. Exactly. That's what I mean. There was options everywhere, and it was just to go from being top of the league at the end of January. With Bournemouth in 12th to finish in 11th, Bournemouth going up, and ever since. I think the only positive result we got in the back end of that season, and again, another little throwback to our YouTube, just great memory for everyone. Crawley away, 5 2, and th- that is where you fall in love with Bakayogo. Oh, that header. It's that Jake Casty header, but it's that run. Oh. He picks it up halfway down the motorway, <laughs> <laughs> runs. In, in about six seconds, he makes it to the edge of their box. <laughs> and we're, I've never Stands seen anyone up. run so fast in my life. Stands one off to the back post and puts it on a plate for Jake. Zoom by name, zoom by nature. Like, well, I watch, I've watched that since then, probably once a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Let's I, not ask I, any every questions Every time he makes that. that run, you think, where's he? What? What's it? Uh, what? Uh, Goal. Unbelievable. <laughs> Just unbelievable. Wow. Zoom back here, go. I mean, yeah, what a player. Ronnie Moore. I mean, he, we should have at least finished in the playoffs that year. The following year, again, it seems like the squad is just decimated in the summer. We lose players. Mm. We, the squad decimated, unfortunately, halfway through that yeah, season with Christmas. injuries and... Loans going back and sort of it did, and it was a struggle the following year, wasn't it? And ultimately, obviously, we won't get into why politics. Politics, you know, Ronnie was sacked. I've always said, forget the gambling and betting stuff. He should have been sacked before for footballing reasons. The the, the form was not good enough. In comes McMahon for. how many, how many games? Four, I think. Nah, it must have been more. It was more than that, was wasn't it? It was like February, wasn't it? Yeah. Because he, he was, Ronnie was suspended. Yeah, we had the win away at Colchester. And. Did it was more not that long? Yeah. Sure, it was February? I can't yeah. February, March. And then. I thought it was a lot less than that. I thought it was a few hours. We should never games. have gone down. We should never have gone out of League One. And I always said. We need to stay in League One. Because I said. I said we need to stay as far away from League 2 as possible because if you have one bad season in League 2 that can be it I never truly thought it would happen so 
we end up in League 2 we get Rob Edwards in he was doomed from the start wasn't he really before yeah. we get to Rob Edwards I just want to say where you were talking about your school night wow that night the night we got beat by Bradford I'm sure I'm not the only one oh, that's sad. as far as like drowning your sorrows goes one of the only things I can remember from yeah. that night is going home and filling the bath <laughs> <laughs> with vodka lemonades and whatever else got sunk that night but wow that's the first time I've really like Drowned your sorrows. Drowned me sorrows. And I all I can remember from that night, I can't remember any of the nights, I can just remember, it must have been at least an hour and a half of just constant throwing up in the bath. Of, and Trammy had done that to me. I thought you went, when you said you filled the bath with Volcolemo, I was thinking, I thought he oh, just no. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. got in. It's like, that is, is a lot of vodka to fill a bath. <laughs> <laughs> This was regurgitating vodka. Oh. <laughs> See, I, I did it the wrong... Bent over the bath for an hour and a half. Oh, I did it the wrong way. I went out on the Friday, the night before the game, going, I'm really not ne- nervous, but I was like... So I was like, I'll go off for a couple, just ended up getting out of hand. The only time in my life I've forgotten, I've like put my pin in three times trying to get money out on Woodchurch Road from the old HSBC office of Sainsbury's trying to get money out to pay for my taxi driver. Got my pin run three times, locked it. <laughs> and was just like, I woke up on the Saturday just going, I've got to go and, and watch the biggest game in the long time of Tramia with, oh my God, it was just the worst time. The biggest headache oh, in the long time. Boy, did I have a headache at the full time. But, so we end up Edwards is there, League Two. He was the wrong man, we at the wrong time. Do you know what? But I you know, feel sorry for him. Edwards could talk a good talk. I remember listening to his interview on, I think it was BBC. And the way he spoke, this before I had ever seen anything, the way he spoke, I thought, I can see sort of how he sold himself to get the job. Because yeah. the way he spoke... He talks a good game. Yeah, and he had played in that league for so long, and yeah. coached in that league for so long as well. It was... You know, I thought he was talking about how he had everything under your crossbar, but then he wanted to play nice football as well. I thought he's like, I, I knew it was a risk, but this is a good risk. Like, I had so much, but listening to that little half an hour, he sold me. He complete. Like, I, I was convinced Rob Edwards, he's going to be a hit here. This, this is going to be good. And then the season happened. <laughs> And it was poor, wasn't well, it? Do you know what? The first game, we didn't play well, but we got a result against York, who that year were playoffs. The year before, sorry, were playoffs. So yeah. I thought, you know, we didn't play well, but we still got a result against the playoff side. So, again, I still thought it could be coming. Like, it's not a bad... There could be worse starts, but it, it got worse. <laughs> We had that good win away at Wickham, which everyone said was probably the only good, real good performer. I thought we played well. We lost. Stockton. Yeah. We, well. we lost in the cup at home to Forest, but played really well. Yeah. And then we played really well at home. I think it was Newport, but drew nil nil. We had like five one on ones in the first couple of minutes, but couldn't score. The game where Matt Hill did his Achilles. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. And then there was a Mansfield game at home as well, where we just couldn't break him down. And then we just again revert to type very poor losing games playing badly Palios comes in he wasn't he wasn't a Palios guy was he so he was always probably on the outs Mickey Adams comes in I think we all thought great appointment so this is the thing you, you go to like a young manager who's got no experience 
So then you go to the exact extreme opposite and think, well, yeah, this is this is bound to work. And it just goes to show that football is a very sort of difficult game to, it's to not, predict. Yeah, it's not like maths where two and two equal four, and that is a fact. Yeah. Sometimes as we find out two and two equal three hundred and twenty three point two. And if you look at Mickey Adams's record before we came here, he's got a, like he a spotless record. He got the four Vale too. Yeah, we've done that to a few, haven't we? He destroyed us. Like, oh. I, do you know, do you know what though? And again with Mickey, I think. I don't know whether it was a squad morale where one loss destroyed the squad mentally, I'm not sure, but there was a point where I think we were six unbeaten under Mickey and it was that Portsmouth away game oh. where while we were 2 0 up at Portsmouth away, we were six points clear of the relegation zone, unbeaten in I think six, and I, you know, I was there, I, I went to Portsmouth, but you know, you're checking the scores on your phone, and yeah. I'm thinking, Playoff place going to be all right. Not playoff place, but I was saying. I, I think I can. I can remember saying to the lads, "I like, we'll be, we'll do well. We'll, we'll get like, you know, twelve, fourteen fish. We'll, we'll do." And then Craig Westcar. I can remember literally doing exactly that. I played football on Tuesday night. The oval coming off the oval at nine o'clock, checking the score. It was two nil, and literally, me mate saying as we walking back to the car park. What do you reckon then? And I went, I, I, I went, oh, we'll be fine this season now, we'll be fine. And I was like, next season we'll really push on, like, I think we'll do good things. Pop Radio Mersey side on in the car and just hear what's going on. And you just in, you'd say you're in disbelief, but it's happened so many times that you go, as soon as that one goal goes in, 2 1, you go, I know exactly what's going on. It happened happen. so many times in that one season. I, I tweeted, at the end of the season, four screenshots of four different games that happened in. I think it was Shrewsbury, Stanley. Oh, yeah. Was it Cheltenham and Yeah. And yeah, Portsmouth. Then four, uh, is it? They, we were either 12 a, points from winning positions. We were either which, a goal up in the last minute or two goals up in the second half and blew every yeah, single one of them. That's a, there is 12 points dropped, which that 12 points, I think, when I worked out at well, the time, like 16, took so. it from like 24, you say, to like 16, 15, oh and you think, it's just, I mean, there was. Uh, I've never seen a squad concede a goal and be so on edge. Like uh, once we conceded one, heads down. You, yeah, you, you could physically like, see them deflate. There, there was another yeah. one coming, and oh. that Oxford game at home was our win. Where he scored them th- three goals in about five minutes. And we were the better team before that. I think. Oh yeah, we we just couldn't break them down. You think, I, I, without dominating, everyone was sat quietly sat there thinking it's coming like yeah you know you just you think you're going to sneak one and yeah and then that would be we go from there but it and was then just, it you just go never... to the toilet you come back and they've snuck three <laughs> we're going to have to sneak more than one now it, and it just kept happening didn't it it just kept happening time yeah. and time again and so and so here we are yeah we we, we Adams goes too late too late too late Rogers and gone oh, come in Try well, by then the fate was sealed. Brabham comes in conference, and for me, fans can criticise Brabham for not taking us up all they want. All they want, but for me, I am more than happy that. For me, I will, I'll always say Gary Brabham has helped stop the rot. Steady the ship. Yeah, it, the ship. The ship for me now is well and truly steadied. I don't. If you look at the last two years, for me, 
to turn it round and get a brand new squad and be a point away from playoffs. Call me pessimistic, but I was happy with that. I, I was obviously playoffs. Everyone wants playoffs, but to finish a point off them, I think it gives you something to build on. I was more than happy that we had come close and. If, you know, you've got to remember. I think he signed 16 players that summer, and if you look at now Wrexham and York this year, who've built brand new squads. Yeah, not look, look at them too. They're both bottom. York, are, when I looked the other night, a point clear of relegation, and Wrexham are what? Must only ten be, points behind us or something like that. They must only be five points clear of the drop. So, I mean, I think the problem. He just for whatever reason, the fans never warmed to him, did they? So I've got a question for you. Maybe I can't answer, but working for the club and like knowing these people a bit more personally. But from you as an outsider, do you think that if a former player or somebody who's already been associated with Tranmere comes in, the fans give him more of a chance? Yeah, you do. Especially if it's someone who's associated with a the successful. so-called glory days in yeah. a different era. And do you know what? As well, I think in a weird way, the fact he was a scouser might have played I don't know why but like there was just from my group of friends who go to the game never really just never warmed to him I don't know why I, he just it was just one of those things like you say whereas yeah, straight away Mellon has got the full backing and like you say for whatever reason I think having a a, a connection with the club in whatever way helps it does help. I think we're reaping the rewards now. Difference between at least for us. I think the one, unfortunately for Gary Moore, I think the one thing which was the turning point, and for me, even like for me, the back end of last season, we were brilliant. Like I, I was saying to everyone, we carry the. You look at our form from January last season to May. That was league winning form. Yeah. But since Andy Mangan. He's never, ever, unfortunately, been able to get the fans back on side for no. me. No matter what he done after, since the Andy Mangan thing where people think we let go of potentially the best player in the squad, then it, he just never seen, no one ever seems to trust him again after that, unfortunately. And I, I you can see why. I think the difference between Brabs and Mickey is that Brabs was always like, oh well, he did well at Cambridge didn't quite get him promoted did well at Luton didn't quite get him promoted Mickey is one promotion from this league he's one promotion from the league above yeah so he's got he's you know he's he's um, he's run the course and distance so to speak in, tried and tested yeah in recent times as well within the last they both happened in the last four years so you know That'll hopefully the same hopefully he does it does it again here but um, yeah fingers crossed that we're sitting here in May with something to cheer about because Good Lord, we've What waited. a podcast that is going to be. Oh, this, if we can do a promotion podcast, not only is it alliteration, <coughs> it's, it will be 25 years in the making of the first time <laughs> we've gone forwards rather than backwards. It's John, the Alton Towers people will have finally fixed the oblivion. <laughs> and we'll be, we'll be on our I way again. I'm owed some compensation. <laughs> <laughs> We will we we will have we will have fast 
Tiger passes from Alton Towers for every ride. I tell you what, if we go up, I'll t- we'll go to Alton Towers. How's that? We'll have a day at Alton Towers. Uh, if we go up, the podcast in May will be live. A Mickey, Mickey Mellon Alton Towers special. We are live from Alton Towers. <laughs> we'll Mellon. take Mickey Mellon on the Oblivion. <laughs> what a day that will be! I hope oh. we go up just for that now. But we'll Alton Towers. <laughs> that will also be a Tramia player special if anyone wants to subscribe. Oh, we're live. We're live feed. We're f- <laughs> Tramia. <laughs> It'll come out of the airplane budget, obviously. Come out the podcast budget. Air, please do not swear. <laughs> <laughs> a live interview on the Oblivion. So, um, yeah, that was a little run-through of every manager since Sir well, John. little. We've been talking for about an hour and a half. I know, yeah, like I am. Yeah. <laughs> I am spectacularly late for my next appointment. <laughs> There's going to be some serious, <laughs> serious cropping. But if Matt got here on time... Oh, I'm just spectacularly late for everything, so you know, like, what's new? I'm almost as late as our winner on Tuesday night. <laughs> that is a fantastic... not even a segue, that is it? That's just a, a point. Again, you can see that on YouTube for anyone who couldn't see it. Yes, cool. Trap me play, of course. Good, get them plugs in. Yeah, um, we're going to do a more... a more normal. Yeah. A more... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Follow the form. More familiar yeah. podcast to what you've been used Obviously to things have been last... a bit manic the last month, haven't it? So Yeah, it's been a bit chaotic. So we'll get round to putting something together which will be more familiar in the next I'd say the, probably the next week or two. Yeah, we'll get another we've one. Got a, we've got a gap between games. Yeah, so there's a lot of pressure so on uh, us, I think I'm gonna throw it out there and put a promise out there now that ne- the next one is gonna be there's going to be more than one player on the next one yeah. it's going to be an extra special we've one we've got to make up for having no player on this one and get some serious player stuff on I'm sure that um, as we well know we won't name any names but people are chomping at the bit to get on and refute allegations made in the first two episodes oh, yeah, I've <laughs> I've had messages from a said player demanding <laughs> he wants to be on this as soon as possible because he's got a, in his words a few home truths need to come out and when the message started a, listen here, you. He was not happy about the claims made against him by Steve McNulty and Lee Vaughan. So we will get um, the other side of the story, shall we say, on next month's episode. Shall we segue to me wrapping this up at this point? It's done. Segway. Righty. Oh, that was an enjoyable hour or so, wasn't it? Just... Me, Paul and Jake chatting about every single Tramia man who we have had at our wonderful club over the last 20 years since the legend himself, Johnny King, left in 95, 96. Hope it brought back some good memories for you. There's obviously some bad memories in there, mainly bad memories in fact. But um, yeah, I'd like say just love talking Tramia with them and just love, hopefully you lot enjoy listening to us talk Tramia and it'll evoke all those memories that we've spoke about over the last hour. Because we're all in the same boat. One thing you forget sometimes, you might have crossed words online at the game with people, but we're all in the same boat. We all love Trammy. We all love the club the same amount. And at the end of the day, the only reason we go to Pretton Park for Saturday or Tuesday night is to see us hopefully win the game. So yeah, that is episode three of the official Trammy Rovers podcast. Done and dusted in the history books. This is Trammy. Please do follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Trammy Rovers on there. Follow me while you're on there as well, at Matt Hibbert on Twitter. On Snapchat, we are at TRFC Snaps. And please do go and like our official Facebook page, Tramie Rovers Football Club. 
But yeah, the main one is the Twitter at Tramia Rovers. While you're there, follow me at Matt Hibbert, M A W T H I W E R T. Any suggestions, any questions, anything whatsoever, any feedback on the podcast, please do. Messages on Twitter at Tramia Rovers at Matt Hibbert and use the hashtag This Is Tramia and we will always take them on board. Any ideas, any suggestions. This podcast is available on SoundCloud, of course, where a lot of you are listening to, but you're also available on iTunes. It's up on iTunes. The last episode was the first one on there. So you can download them off iTunes on your podcast app on an iPhone, iPad, or iPod. All you got to do is go on the podcast app on your Apple products, iPhone, iPad, iPod. Go on there, search for Tramia, or this is Tramia. There's not many other Tramia podcasts on there or anything to do with Tramia. So just search for Tramia, and you'll see this is Tramia there. Click on it, and you can subscribe, and you will get the podcast delivered to your device each and every single month as soon as they are uploaded by myself. You can download whichever ones you want as well, so they are saved to your Apple device. And I put them up at a really low bit rate, so they do not take up. They're about 20 or 30 megabytes, which does not take up much space on your phone. If you would be so kind as well, please leave a five-star rating and a little review for us. It really helps with the algorithms. To do that, again, just search for Tramia on your podcast app. Don't click on the individual podcast. Click on the photo, the Tramia badge in the bottom left. That'll take you to the podcast page. And on there, you'll see a little link saying reviews. Click on review. Leave a lovely little review. Say, love the Tramia podcast. This is Tramia. Really enjoy it. And put a five-star rating. It really helps with the algorithm and helps us get more eyes and ears on the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Any ideas, do tweet us at Tramia Rovers and at Matt Hibbert. Use the hashtag, this is Tramia. The boys are marching again. Mickey Mellon's balmy army. We'll see you back with episode four of This Is Tramia, the official Tramia podcast next month. In the meantime, let's keep getting down to Plenton Park. The next home game at home to Chester. It's the big derby game. Hopefully three more points. Let's keep the unbeaten run, the winning run under Mickey going as far and as long as we can. Up the boys, Suadame! Suadame!